Welcome to the Motion Picture Podcast and the start of our horror month because it is now October and that means that um, basically everyone's going to be watching a ton of horror movies because I, I think during this time I've planned, I've seen horror movies like earlier this year but I've pushed off all the ones I want to until this month. So I thought it would be best to, for October to do a few horror movies. Hello. And we are starting, um, we will get to in a bit, um, but we'll be starting um, talking about horror movies, which are, I think, a very, I, I would say underappreciated genre, but I think a lot of people like horror movies. Because I think it's very similar to comedies, where I think... Different people can like different kinds of movies where, you know, something that one person might watch and, like, keeps them up all night, like, another person could watch it and be laughing the entire time. And I think that's something that most genres can't do, but horror does very effectively. Agreed, agreed. Um, plus, I think, and I, and I, I believe you will agree, they make the most fun theater experiences. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, there, there's nothing like being in, like, a dark room and just being so unsure of what's gonna happen in a movie. Like, sometimes you go to a movie and you kind of know what's gonna happen, you kind of already have a good idea for, like, alright, so this plot's gonna happen, and then this character's gonna do something, and... It, it's very obvious, but with horror movies, sometimes even if you know what's going to happen, you're still like on the edge of your seat because you don't know when it's going to happen. Exactly. Um, uh, so I I I'll bring this up later, but would you have any movies that you would consider like the scariest thing you've seen? Okay. Um, my list I had to literally search because I have not seen many horror movies. Um, but one of my top ones is definitely VHS. It's so good. Um, speaking of which, they are releasing a new one in that... I have not seen any VHS movies, actually. They're so good, but they're, like, so... I love them, because they're just a bunch of, like, short horror films. Yeah. But it's based up like, VHS tapes, so it's, like... It's so good. And then The Blair Witch Project, that's scary, uh... Um, funny enough, I'm actually planning, if I have enough time, it, it just depends on if it's not too late today, because I'm, I actually have to finish a movie currently, I have like 30 minutes in a movie I've already started left, but I have planned on watching The Blair Witch Project tonight. Um, so it's, I'm, it's an experience, I'll say that. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking up, like, VHS has some, like, really famous directors, um, the original has, uh, Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillette, and together they formed the duo Radio Silence, and they directed Ready or Not in the, f um, latest two Scream movies. Um, Ty West, he directed, um, X and Pearl last year. Uh, he had a segment on it. Um, but yeah, it's, like, really impressive, um... You know, a bunch of these famous directors coming in to, you know, do a little segment on it. But there's a new one. I don't know when it's coming out. Um, VHS 85. And it's got Scott Derrickson, who recently did a movie called The Black Phone. 
which I really um, enjoyed. Um, I love the book. I would say up there, I would say one of the most underrated movies of last year. Like, I, th- I know a good bit of people watch The Black Phone, but I would, it was one of my favorite theater experiences last year. Um, and so, yeah, I need, I think, I can tell you have a, a whole love for found footage movies, which is a, is a little untapped genre for me. I haven't seen a ton Literally, all my top three is just people, like, actually filming. Like, it's so yeah. cool. Um, would be Creep. It's not really scary. It's just unsettling. Yeah. Very unsettling. That's the one with the, the dude in the wolf mask, right? Gotcha. Um, for me, if I had to choose three, not found footage, um, and, and there's, like, very weird picks, but, um... First would be a movie from last year, which I think is tied with, like, Knives Out for a movie I've brought up the most without ever covering it, um, which is a movie called We're All Going to the World's Fair. Um, I haven't watched that. It is so scary. It's one of those... It deals with, like, the internet, like, creepypasta things that they have out there where, like, it's telling you if you do this and something... uh, If you, like, do this kind of ritual or something, something bad is going to happen. And, um, very terrifying movie. Uh, it reminds me of, like, even watching in the daytime, how, like, if you watch a video of someone talking about, like, a murder, or someone talking about something bad that happened, but if you watch it at night, like, the later the night, it suddenly becomes so much more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching a video of, like, things that were left at, like, murder scenes, a few weeks ago, and it was like 11 o'clock at night, and I kind of had to stop halfway through, just because I knew that I, I do not think I could finish the rest of the video, because I was already creeped out. Um, but I think that movie gives that kind of unsettledness, where it just kind of feels icky to watch. Um... I'm trying to think of another, like, top scary movie. There's a scene, there's a specific scene in the movie Nope, which we will be covering very soon, actually. Um, and I wouldn't call that whole movie scary, just a, just one scene, and it's probably the, probably the most, um, physical movie-watching experience I've ever had, because... I I had like actual like nausea watching it. Um and I'm trying to think um it's not many again I think because of the way I watch most of my movies it's hard for something to really terrify me. Uh like the the movies people call like the scariest things of all time. Um I mean I'm seeing The Exorcist later this week. And I don't know how that's gonna live up to the expectations of what people, you know, say it is. Yeah. Um, but if I had to choose, and I think um, we're all going to the World's Fair would be a close second, but if I had to choose what I think would be the scariest movie I've ever seen, it would be the um, movie we're talking about today. Um, 
Today, we are talking about a little movie from 2018 titled Annihilation. Can you describe its form? No. Start from the beginning. What do you think I do when you're away? You think I'm out in the garden, pining, looking up at the sky? <laughs> Why aren't you here? I gotta leave a day early. Your husband's here. Let me see him. He's extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger, it's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. It's beautiful. Check this out. It's like they're stuck in a continuous mutation. Anything interesting in there? No. Sharks have teeth like that. It's not possible. You can't crossbreed different species. What is it? The soldiers on the last expedition. They went crazy. Or something in here killed them. Something's come through the fence. Through the fence? We have to go back. I can't go back. We can camp here tonight. It's destroying everything. It's not destroying. It's making something new. So, Annihilation was released in 2018. It stars uh, Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Tessa Thompson, and Oscar Isaac. It was directed by Alex Garland, who in 2015 made his directorial debut with um, Ex Machina, which I think is fantastic. And recently, he made a movie called Men, which I have not checked out yet, but probably has the most divisive like reviews I've ever seen for a movie um like looking at the people who reviewed it I've seen um f- some four and four and a half and five stars out of five um but a bunch of one and one and a half so um interesting track record on that but I would say with the four movies we'll be talking about for this month I would probably say this is the most horror adjacent movie um I wouldn't I would call this a sci-fi more than I would call it horror but the reason I I suggested doing this one 
is because I think it's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Really? Um, I would, I think because of the experience I had before I watched it, where I saw a few of these clips, like, at 11 o'clock on my phone, like, lights fully off, it is an experience. Um, and I think this movie, um, comes close to what I think Nope did, where it just has this feeling when I watch it, and I feel just really scared, and it's it's something I can't describe, and I would like to bring up the fact that we will be going in-depth with what happens in, like, certain, um, plot points, and I think describing most of them, it won't, like... It won't make sense to why it's so scary, but I think watching it, it just has this um, unsettling, very um, inhuman kind of vibe to it, where it feels like something's always off. Um, yeah. Um, in the movie, what makes it truly like stand out to me is usually at the end of horror movies, most things are resolved. Everything yeah. resolves itself. You never know what's truly going on in this movie yeah. like everything is just unresolved you are, have so many questions oh it's great i love it um i would say and we'll i want to go in depth with each of these i would say there are three distinct scenes that have kind of stuck with me um and i think i will try to go in sequential order of like what happens um just to let to give like a good little plot synopsis um, it reads, a biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedi- expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. Um, and I think it's a very good, not too spoilery, um, plot synopsis of it. Um, so, basically, we have a good bit of characters. I, I think that's probably why I haven't given a five stars yet, despite, like, having so much thoughts towards it. I didn't love the performances all too much getting like at least the negative stuff out of the way um besides natalie portman as the lead nothing really stuck out i wish we went into more detail or like went deeper into each character yeah because i think it it would um definitely help to feel more um weight to what happens to these characters yeah, because you really just don't care, because you're like, oh, well, I met you, like, what, two seconds ago? Like, obviously what's happen- happening is horrific, but at the same time, we we can't really connect on... And it's like watching, like, people, you know, die in horror movies. Like, obviously, ah, oh, it stinks, you're dying, but at the same time, you know, there's not... It's not... It's different if, like, during, like... It's the whole reason stuff like Final Girls exist in, like, Halloween and Scream, because, like you know, like, all the side characters typically don't have as much weight to their deaths, but when the main character's always getting chased, it's always, like, that's the time where you feel most, you know, in danger. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would like to go through a few of these scenes because they have uh, haunted me for a few months, like, a year at this point. Um, And the first one is the um, camera footage scene. Um, so for context, um, the group of girls, uh, group of women, they're traveling through this, this thing they call the Shimmer, which is this big, like, force, like, that's encompassing this, like, giant 
piece of land um, that was, it started through a meteor that hit a lighthouse, um, and it begins to affect, like, the nature, like, um, it was hard to understand what was happening from just listening to it, but there was, like, a, um, alligator with, um, shark teeth, um, and just a bunch of weird things, but it would also do stuff to the mind, like, there was a lot of mental stuff, and mm-hmm. so these people are traveling, and they stop by a base, because earlier, um, we don't really see it a lot, but, um, another group of people went into it, and only one came back, that being, um, Oscar Isaac, which is Natalie Portman's husband, uh, well, husband in the movie, not in real life, um, he was the only survivor, the only person to ever come out of this shimmer, and so they, um, the group of women, they find this little safe house that, like, the last group was staying in, and they find like a camera, and um, when they open it, it is a video of um, the guy, like a bunch of dudes, and they're like all crazy, like obviously something's up, they've gone incredibly mad, but um, one man goes over to a guy's chest who's like, the guy's being like held back, and he cuts through his chest, and like when it opens, there's like something moving in his chest, like a snake. Actually, and it's like it's disgusting. Um, like it's like one of those things where, like, again, describing it, it's like disgusting, but it's obvious. Like seeing something that you know is not right, um, because like obviously they're not supposed to be moving like that, and like watching it automatically just feels gross. Um, even, even if you just watch someone getting, like, their stomach cut open, and it just, nothing going on in the stomach, that's already gross enough. But, but, adding on to the fact that there's something in his stomach moving is just, and then it's, it's mixed with the, I think, incredible score. Um, you could hear it a little bit in the trailer, but, like, the music's fantastic. Oh, no, the music very much attributes to how you feel. Because I'm telling you, if the music was any different or was, like, yeah. any other way, it would definitely have me feeling different and expressing yeah. different emotions throughout the movie. Um, but I love the unsettling dissonance in the music. Oh, it's my favorite. Um, and so, you know, after this, they're camping out... Um, in the, you know, little place, um, and then there's, like, a chat, and this will lead into, I think, I would call the most unsettling scene, is Natalie Portman and Jason, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character are having conversation, um, and they hear scream, and, uh, one of the characters is gone, um, by a supposed bear attack. And so, long story short, one of the other characters um, ties up the remaining women and, like, really does not believe the bear story and believes that um, Portman and Lee's character went crazy and killed the person that made up the bear story um, until she hears the um, woman scream. And as she goes to it, we hear this incredibly loud bear noise, and it's um, revealed 
that with the shimmer, it obviously can like combine things. Like it combined shark teeth with an alligator. Um, but what happens with this bear is a part of like the person is like connected to the bear when it kills them. So the bear can like mimic the screams of the people. And something about hearing, like, real people's screams out of a bear, um, is, is horrifying. Um, Not to mention that you don't truly die if you become a part of the bear. So you're just in that constant state of pain and suffering. I would, I would say it's easily the scary, I would say it's top three scariest scene of all time. It is... Even, like, watching it on my phone, watching it in a well-lit area, I was like, this is, like, awful. Like, I just felt so, like, I say gross, but that kind of feels like, you know, watching something, you know, disgusting and, like, feeling like you shouldn't watch it. But I was, like, feeling, I guess unsettled's the right word in this, but just, it was, um... And I would very say awful. very ugh. um so I would say the other the final scary scene is one that I'm I'm going to have an incredibly hard time explaining um I I typically struggle explaining like very simple scenes and I would not call the light everything that happens in the lighthouse anything simple um well, the worst part is, um, you have an unreliable narrator, so you don't even know if what they're telling you is true. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do my best to explain what happens in this lighthouse, but I will probably be doing a bad job, because I think up to this point, the movie's been, like, a little, um, confusing, like, you're still like, what's really happening? But this kind of just pushes it as far as possible. Um, because, uh, um, like I said, the meteor that really started this whole thing um, hit this lighthouse. So this is kind of like the epicenter of every weird thing that's happening. And when. So Natalie Portman ends up becoming like the last person alive. Uh, Tessa Thompson's person become um, gets turned into flowers. I guess is the best way to describe that. Um, she like accepts her fate. Yeah, like she realizes. That really hit home for me. Oh, that really hit home for me. Ugh. Like um, because there's like a whole thing of like, are we gonna destroy it? Or are we going to study it? And she just kind of wants to be done, and like realizes just- that there's not really an escape. It. She's just like, I don't care. I'm already here. I'm just, I'm gonna die anyway, so I'm just gonna yeah. let it overtake me. And oh, um, I wanted to see more of her character. Yeah, I really again, did. I think that's that's the big issue. Is I just think there should have been more time devoted to each character. Mm-hmm. Um, so Natalie Portman makes it to this lighthouse. Um, and it starts off, like, I guess straightforward enough, and she discovers a camera. And on this camera is her husband, 
having this like whole monologue on what we think is to the camera. Um, but he, it, it, it comes increasingly obvious he's talking to someone. Um, and he brings up the fact that he has a, um, phosphorus bomb, I believe it is. It, was it, was it a phosphorus bomb? I don't know what kind of bomb it is. It was some kind of, not like a typical, like, expl- big explosion bomb. Um, but he has one in his hands. Uh, yeah, phosphorus grenade. Um... And he clicks the pin, and he explodes. Um, and we already know that, like, his character has come back into the real world. So, um, we're already kind of going, like, what's happening. Until another, um, his name is Kane. Until another Kane comes from behind the camera. And already just just kind of setting in this fact that we can't trust what we were shown originally. Um, and so, there's this hole in the um, lighthouse from where the meteor hit it, and Natalie Portman's character... I'm just gonna call... I gotta call her Lena from now on instead of saying Natalie Portman so much. Um, <laughs> I know, I'm gonna be like, can you say her character name? I'm gonna get confused. Um, so Lena goes down... And finds uh, Dr. Fentress, which is Jennifer Jason Lee's character. And she's, like, standing in the shadows. Um, do you have an idea of how to best ex- describe what happens in the next scene? Oh. So, basically, I think she got completely refracted and consumed by the shimmer. Or whatever the shimmer is. And she, is, they're basically just trying to learn about what humans are. So it turns to Lena because, you know, Lena's actually a human and not overtaken yet. And so it loses its shell of, what's her name? The girl, the, the professor psychiatrist thing. Uh, Like the main character or the, the person who gets, the person. oh, Dr. Ventress. Okay, Dr. Ventress, and they just get completely consumed. Like, there's no more Ventress. And so they become this, like, shadow-like creature, basically mimicking anything Lena does. Um, Going back for a second. So it's, um, Dr. Ventress has, like, this, like, self-implosion in her and, like, lets out all this kind of, like, shimmer energy into this... Weird, always moving, kind of like I, I. It's not really a shape, but it's like always moving. There's like light in the middle. Um, it's kind of like it reminds me of like a heart, where it's like constantly yeah. moving. Um but, and oops, sorry. Oh, it's okay. I was done. Um, but Lena gets a little too close to it, and like a little bit of like blood on her. Um, falls into it, and it creates, like you were mentioning, um, a doppelganger of her. Um, they have this whole, like, back and forth against each other, until Lena hands her, I, I would, I say this in a lot of air quotes, her doppelganger. That's, you know, we'll have to see, um, but she hands her a phosphorus bomb, or grenade, 
um, and it explodes the entire shimmer, like the whole shimmer goes away. Um, and when Lena gets back out, she goes to visit who she already knows is not her husband, um, but the doppelganger, and she gives him like a hug, and he has this like shimmer in his eyes, you know, from being a part of it. But then we go to her character, and she also has that same shimmer. Um, so obviously, I would call it a cliffhanger, but just like one where you're still kind of, it's like at least a little bit of a happy ending, because the whole shimmer thing went away. Um, but you're still just kind of left, what's the word, um, not unsatisfied, but... Questioning? Uh, yeah, like... Not, not the entire thing. There was a lot of questions and not answered. Um, which I think is very cool to see in this kind of like pretty big budget movie. Um, and especially like something horror, Jason. Because I think um, a lot of horror movies tend to be pretty simple. Um, like you don't have to overdo it. Um, with, like, the plot and stuff, because, I mean, if you have, like, good kills, honestly, there, your horror movie is gonna be pretty fine, but it's really interesting to see something like this, something like, you know, really terrifying, but not be really straightforward. Um. I know. I'm read the book, just because... Oh, it just, I feel like it'd be better. It's actually a trilogy. I know, I um, want it so bad. Which I, I guess I will have to check out, though. I need, I, um, what was it? I, I, I do not get to read books often. I have, like, a good bit in my, like, bookshelf, but I just have not finished yet, unfortunately. But a lot of... A lot of movie adaptation stuff that I read. Um, like, I recently uh, read The Kills of the Flower Moon, which I should be seeing in two weeks. And I'm very excited about that. Um, but yeah, I, I will probably check this out if I have the chance. Um, I'm, like, looking it on Amazon now. They have the They have the trilogy for $30, so I might... I was looking at it earlier, and I was like, I really want the book. Because I was watching the movie, and I'm like, a book would make more sense. I know this is a book. I <laughs> I can watch a movie tell that it was made from a book. Just because things are like, I'm like, hmm, hmm. This seems, it lacks a little bit of detail. And I'm like, yeah. it definitely is from a book. Um, <laughs> so, out of, out, of the, out of the scenes, what would you probably, what would you say is the scariest? Like, the one that at least I I don't know because I I since you like found footage I don't know how much this would have been as scary to you as it was for me. It was not that scary. Mostly the funny thing is though I was watching the movie and I realized I watched it like when it came out, but I was like a child, so all I knew was the ending. Like that's all I could remember was the ending and the part with like Lena's shadowy doppelganger. Yeah. That's all I remember, and so I knew how it was going to end. So watching it was very interesting, but I think the strangest moment to me was when when 
Lena watched everything burn. Like the whole like lighthouse and the trees, yeah. the whole thing. Everything huh. burned. I'm just like very confused. Um, it's it's funny looking back. I it. I would have not been caught dead watching this movie in 2018. Um, I mean, I don't think I saw my first, like, proper R-rated movie until, like, 2021. And, like, the thought of watching a horror movie was, like, so far away from any possible idea. Um, I think my first ended up being in... I guess my first horror movie was A Quiet Place... Oh, really? Um, that was where I started off, and now, obviously, I'm watching a ton more. Um, I got into the Evil Dead series starting this week. It's been really fun. Um, but, yeah, like, now, horror movies are ones, like, I actively want to see, like, mm-hmm. obviously, we saw Talk to Me a few weeks ago, or months now. Yeah. really good. It's um, so good. And then, like, even in theaters, like, um, watching Evil Dead Rise or Scream 6. Um, and then also when we saw, uh, what was it? Jeez. A Barbarian. Um, is, again, I think what horror movies do so well is, even though this is based off, um, a book, is that they still feel very original compared to any other genre. I know. I love it. I think what made it not as scary for me is... I'm actually terrified of aliens in real life, but the aliens are like the extraterrestrial beings in here. They have, they're like so innocent and very naive, and they're just trying to learn. They don't actually have a sinister yeah. purpose that we know of. Because, like, with the shimmer, it's just, and it feels like what happens, like, and how everything came to be was, like, kind of an accident. And most of the danger and most of the horror just kind of comes from. Either A, stuff that was probably already violent enough getting transformed into something even worse. Or B, the fact that, like, we as humans probably can't comprehend with that kind of level of, like, if that, I'm, I'm I, like, was gonna cut my, myself off mid-sentence, but, like, not being able to mentally process everything. Yeah, it's very difficult. I mean, I found it difficult to comprehend what was going on. Like, with all the DNA and stuff, especially whenever she said her fingerprints were moving. Yeah. I looked at my hand and I went, is my fingerprints moving? <laughs> um, and I was blind and I cannot see my fingerprints. Another thing this movie does well, and it's my, one of my favorite things any movie can ever do, is... Doing a lot more showing than telling. Yes. Like, because we don't see if her fingerprints are moving. Obviously, they're not actually moving, but we don't even see her perspective. We just hear her ramblings. Um, which is just very interesting. And a lot of this, we never we we get like a little opening thing of like how everything came to be, but we don't get a good explanation of like where it come comes from, or you know who we can trust or. If, like... Everyone's intention, too. Yeah. Like, you have no idea why everyone's on this trip. I mean, you can kind of see the doctor's perspective, and you can see Lena's perspective, 
but nothing is very deep. Everything is very surface level. And it is mm-hmm. so interesting because you don't have this connection, but then you're still unsettled, which I think yeah. was the point is um, to just make you very unsettled and make you very confused. Uh, we're, we're saying unsettling a lot. And that goes to a point that I've mentioned um, on this podcast. Well, not this one as much, but with episodic cinema is that talking about this, Like, in no way does this movie justice than actually watching it. Exactly. Um, Which is why you should watch the movie before you listen to the podcast. uh, Specifically, um, watch it at night. Definitely watch it at night. Um, Don't watch it with your nephew who is five years old. But you were doing that? He wanted to watch it with Um, me. what, What parts did he end up seeing? All of it. Actually, no, he didn't. He left towards, like, the middle of the movie okay. to go home. Okay, good. Because, like, I think that the middle's where, you know, that's when stuff gets crazy. some time with his aunt, okay? I think his, I think the bear scene would probably be the only one that would, like, probably truly scare a child. Like, the rest of it, they're just not going to comprehend what's happening. I didn't know. I didn't remember anything but the shimmering eye scene because my dad literally told me her eyes are shimmering, so that means we don't know what she is. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you had to like explain. Um, I think I can't remember who it was. It was with my mom and my grandma. Um, this like interaction went down, but I can't remember who was saying it to who, where they had to explain the twist of the sixth sense after the movie was over. Um, and, you know, I would probably understand if I've watched The Sixth Sense. You haven't seen The Sixth Sense? Okay, Trey, I think you should not be surprised at this point about how, what I've seen and what I've not seen. I don't know. You, I, I, I was surprised you saw Annihilation back in 2018. You haven't seen The Sixth Sense? Okay. It's really I'm good. uncultured. It's okay. good. It's a good movie. Um, I would, I would say probably a top three best twists in a movie ever. It's like... I know. This person, I saw, like, a talk show, and it's like, have you seen The Sixth Sense? Well, the twist is, and I swiped away, because I did not want... So you you don't know the twist. No, I don't want to. I don't want spoilers. You know I hate spoilers. Yeah. Uh, It's like that, Fight Club, and maybe Scream has the best twist. I don't know. I, I think Scream may be pushing it. Um, but I definitely think Fight Club and um, definitely Six Sense. Six Sense is, I think, the best. Not not my favorite twist. There there are some like little twists that I like just a little bit more. Um, I would say. Oh, I love this. No, but lately, so many movies just make the twists so stupid. Or, like in a book I was reading, like this book series, it was like. They put this like weird twist where the two main characters were like siblings, and then they never brought it up ever again, ever. Um, I was reading a book, um, and it's like it's like an eight book series, but like five of them were like one thing, and then the other three were like a sequel series, but had some of the same characters. Um, and like the fi- you get to like the fifth book, which is, was kind of like the end of a. F- that, like, series until the other three came out, where it was, like, revealing stuff, and it was, like, it wasn't bad, but you get to that eighth one, where it's basically realizing that everything that happened over the past, like, eight books was a simulation 
and it does not make any sense and it's like one of the most cop-out endings possible oh my it's like it was all just a dream those are the worst possible twists in a movie ever i think wizard of oz i think wizard of oz can get away with it that one works but everything else it was all just a dream it's such a cop-out like just what's the fun lazy writing like we go to the movies to like see stuff that's not real life dreams are real life like that's like so boring i want to be on the edge of my seat i don't want to be like oh none of it was real okay i'm not scared anymore like, really bro come on um I, i'm looking up like what has what would have the best horror movie twists scream is definitely saw like has really good twists and i love it i've only seen the newest one actually um either i've seen all of them I love Saw. I I saw the newest one. I, I don't think it's a series I can get into, honestly. And it isn't very... It's good, but it's not like... Yeah. Have you seen Escape Room? No. I was about to say, Saw is literally the exact same thing. <laughs> um, I, I know, I've seen, like, videos about the Saw movies, but I have not seen... Like one besides um, Saw X, uh, beginning to end. I love um, Saw. It's probably one of the only horror movie series I've ever seen, but you know it's okay. I think in terms of start to finish, in terms of series, I've seen sc- the Scream franchise, the Child's Play franchise minus the TV show, <laughs> um, which I. I'm going to go on a little thing because I've been mentioning this for, like, the past day. Um, I have a habit with, like, my movie-watching thing where if I try to start a show, I do not finish it. Like, it is a very rare occurrence that I start a show and get to the end. Um, I can't if I binge-watch it. Like, I have to sit down and watch it for, like, five hours. I need to do that. And- um, because currently, um, I have 12 shows that I have started and not finished, um, adding up to 29 seasons of television. And you know what's really, really bad? What? You start a show, and then you fall asleep, and you wake up, and you don't know where you are, uh, and then you do that for, like, a week, and then don't go back. That's what I've been doing for, like, two months. <laughs> I've not finished any of the shows, because I keep falling asleep in the middle of the mm-hmm. night. I am I'm getting to this point now where um it's funny like tracking like the how I've watched movies this year because like now I'm like grown accustomed to watching like three movies a day but I go back to like the beginning of the year and there like are points where I, there are just days I straight up don't watch anything and I'm like looking back I'm like where did that change and then I see when I started trying to watch all the best picture winners, that is when I started doing multiple a day, and I have not gotten like away from that since. Um, and now it's this point where I watch so many movies that whenever I even think about watching a TV show, I I just can't because I'm like I gotta watch more movies because I have so many movies and like franchises that I I want to watch. Um, even though I am. <laughs> only 17 and i have so much of my life left to watch these movies i'm still like i gotta i gotta watch them um 
But but now. I really wanna... What? I said I really want to watch Once Upon a Time just because it looks so good. I I. I don't think I could watch Once Upon a Time. There's so many episodes. I could never watch it. It's like saying, "Oh, I want to watch," like that. Like there's so many. There's like some shows where I'm like, I could never spend so much time with that. Like I do not have the time. Um. But like I, I've started. I'm gonna go off on a list. I have twelve shows that I've started. Um. So I got like an episode through a show called Poker Face, which was made by um. Oh shoot! Who directed it? Because it's someone I like. Um, oh, it's someone I like. Or is? Huh? I said, or is it? No, it's it's definitely directed by someone I like. Um, because he directed Knives Out. Ryan Johnson. Um, and I got an episode of, into that. I haven't seen the final. Um, so they released a final season, but they did in two parts. But I haven't finished the last part of a show I like called Manifest on Netflix. Um, um, it was weird. Huh? What about the movie, um, Only Murders in the Building? I mean, the show, Only Uh, Murders in the Building. I got, I, that's, that was the next one, um, where I got to the first two seasons, loved it, and I just have not seen the third one yet. But I, I plan on... To your defense, it did just come out. Yeah, I will be probably watching that this week. Um, but I started the first episode of Twin Peaks, I got to, like, four episodes of Daredevil, like, four episodes of BoJack Horseman, ten minutes into a show called Yellow Jackets, two, um, episodes into a show called Peacemaker, about fifteen minutes into a Star Wars show called Andor, uh, one season into Breaking Bad, two episodes into Chucky, and two episodes in a show called Atlanta, and I have not finished any of them, um... So I will be setting up my doing some mental stuff for me that after I see two movies, I'm going to call it a day and that any other free time I have, I will be watching TV shows because I would like to finish these. Um, Because this year, the only shows that I've successfully finished um, is Succession, which is probably taken over How I Met Your Mother is my favorite show. Good. I'm sorry. My bad. How I Met Your Mother is my comfort show, but Succession is awesome. Um, I also finished... Wait, what? You kind of sounded like you were in water there. Sorry. Um, How I Met Your Mother is good. I'm just so offended that you said it's better than Friends. It's better. It's absolutely better than Friends. I will have to disagree. We should make a podcast episode literally... haven't we will bring a debate into this and i will yeah um look look for that very soon probably now um no not very soon it'll take a minute it'll take a minute but we will write a whole essay on it i will i will do it i hate writing essays but i will do it for how i met your mother um yeah i finished that um i finished succession i finished a show called barry which was four seasons. I don't know how I finished that. Like, I'm shocked at myself for getting through that. Um, but it was fantastic. I love that show. Um, and then a show called The Bear, which is phenomenal if you have not watched it. It's about a restaurant in Chicago. It is amazing. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it, I love I love the bear so much. Um, those I want to watch. I know I have a long lifetime, but oh my god! It, like it feels like you have to watch these now. You know, right? Like if you don't watch them now, you'll never get the. T- and it does feel like that. Where like soon I'm gonna be an adult and I won't have the time to watch these. And like I have so much free time as a senior in high school, and I just have to take advantage of it. Summer. I will be watching a ton of Also, probably during fourth block, just because, or not fourth block, fourth semester, just because, you know, a lot of classes will be over. Yeah. I'm doing that a lot of my classes now. I, I, there's not a moment during school that I'm not watching a movie. Um, because my classes are really easy. Um. I know. No, I'm getting bored. I'm getting bored in class. My, my Gov and Econ class is, it's not like offensively bad, it's just really lame my teacher's like a very annoying dad um but you know if like if the dad if a dad makes so many jokes like one in 20 will stick like there'll be like that one that's actually pretty funny the rest of the 19 are bad my my teacher all 20 are bad it's all he's like the most aggressively unfunny person i've ever met I love my Govan Econ teacher. I he know. I'm so on, like, jealous. Five drinks a day. I am five very days. jealous of your Govan Econ teacher because he's the best. Mine's not hitting on much. Um, yeah, Annihilation. Um, yeah, let's get back to that. Well, I think on this moment, so since we're talking in October, well, this movie came out in like February. Um, but on, like, the topic of horror movies, um, we have some coming out this year, um, or some that's already out, but, like, looking in any way, like, upcoming to any horror movies, we obviously, um, as you mentioned, have a new V, oh, I mentioned, but you kind of brought up a new VHS movie coming out soon. Um, what else? We have, um... The new Exorcist movie, which is currently out, and I've heard nothing but bad reviews for. Oh, God. Um, which is a little, little sad to hear. I, was, I wasn't, like, really looking forward to it, but I was kind of a little excited to see what would come of it, but apparently it's just awful. Um, so, kind of happy that I don't have enough time to go watch it. Um, I would say the, if you're, if you're just a normal person, um, I would say the most, uh, the biggest release for the rest of the year, um, October 27th, um, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That will probably be my most watched movie of the year, just because I know so many people are going to want to watch it. Um, and I'm very excited for it, even though I have not, uh, played a single game, um, in the I've franchise. Watched all, I've watched all of Game Theory, I think I'm good. <laughs> You've seen all, like, 40 of his videos, at least? Yes, I've watched all of them, at least twice. Um, how many does he have? I'm looking it up. Um. I will say that, too many. 
how many? Ninety-three. There's no way he has ninety-three videos of it. Yes, oh, there he is. Does oh my gosh! And I've watched at least all of them twice. I I think I have a good idea up to like what the movie's covering of like the lore. Um, but I would say one of one of my most anticipated watches for the rest of the year is a movie called Thanksgiving. Um, which is based off a fake movie trailer from, like, an old movie. I, I, I really don't know the whole backstory of it, but it was, like, a fake movie trailer that was, like, in the movie, and there was, like, a bunch of them, and, like, two other movie trailers that were in it got actually made into full-length movies, and a lot of people were pushing for this to get made, and it's finally coming out Thanksgiving weekend, and I am so excited. Um, it looks like a real, just, just a straightforward slasher movie, but taking place in Thanksgiving, and I am, it also, it looks, like, disgusting, it has, <laughs> it has Addison Ray in the movie, uh, um, and the main guy from the Zombies movies on Disney, um, no. so this is gonna, it's gonna be, int- it does look really good, though, it looks really yeah. good. Um, Sounds awesome. And if everything goes to plan, it will will be part of my um, full day at the movies, um, which I have I have gotten gotten prepared for. There's still not like announcements on what movies and what times will be out that week to like really plan. But I think my plans right now are this, uh, the Disney movie Wish, um, a move a soccer movie called Next Goal Wins, and the Napoleon movie. I will believe. That will be the ones I try to get to. Um, Why? I'm very, I'm very excited for the holiday, the movies. I'm gonna. Uh, you're one of the people I was gonna ask, and like a bunch of other people. It's, it's a really hard ask, to like. I don't want to spend the whole time of the movies alone, and like it's hard <laughs> to request. Like, hey, you want to like drive an hour to the movies, to then watch one movie and then go home because that's. <laughs> That's an hour. It's a, it's a pretty far drive from my house, um, but I'm very excited. I feel like my excitement for it is gonna be kind of funny if I actually like once I actually do it because I might end up like suffer. But now I can say that I am like very excited. Um, plus, it's like Thanksgiving weekend, so like there's gonna be a bunch of things coming out, mm-hmm. um, so it'll be good for me, um, but yeah, um, it's a good year for a horror movie, but I think this year definitely is not on the same level as last year, last year's horror movies were just on a different kind of level, um, obviously Nope came out, which... Well, I will save my thoughts about Nope for the podcast um, that will come out, I believe, in two weeks. Uh, I'm not saying from this exact day, but obviously it will come out. Um, but we also had Barbarian, The Menu, um, We're All Going to the World's Fair, The Black Phone, Scream 5, Bodies, 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 Bones and All, and Smile. Like, it was a good year um, for horror movies last year. Um, and again, it's like really, uh, that's why I like horror movies, 
is just because like all these besides um Scream Five were all original movies. Um, I mean they're obviously like stuff they pulled ideas from. Um, like you can see like influences in the movies, but like they were all like something original in it. I think. That's why everyone, like, goes to see them is because it's, like, the only thing. Because everyone's always, you know, once movies get talked, like, brought up, they're, like, nothing's original anymore. Like, everything's a sequel or a remake. Yeah, I hate all of that. Where's the originality? And I, I still think there is, like, even in movies that are, like, part of, you know, franchises or, like, based off something, like, Barbie is still, like, pretty original even though it's based off a toy. I like the Barbie movie. I like how it, like, actually, like, wanted to be a good movie and didn't yeah. just want to make money. But, like, this year there have been, like, really good original stuff. Like, uh, Theater Camp, Asteroid City, Bottoms, Past Lives. Um, like, a bunch of movies that are pretty original. Um, and it's really cool to see, like, Barbie and Oppenheimer at the top of the... Highest grossing movies list. Uh, obviously, Mario's second, but, like, Oppenheimer's third, I believe. And it's, like, the highest grossing biopic, the second highest grossing R-rated movie behind Joker. Um, which is just really cool to see. Something like Oppenheimer, the three-hour-long drama. Um, but, I and it's it's, you know... I think, again, like I brought up way at the beginning of this, horror movies are really good because even though you obviously didn't think Annihilation was the scariest thing in the world, um, and I did, it still works because it can, horror works because it affects everyone differently. Um... Because, like, no one's going to have the... I mean, people can have, like, similar thoughts, but no one's going to have the same experience watching a horror movie. Like, every, every person watching it's different because everyone's different and everyone's fears and emotions are different. Um, But, yeah, I believe I, when I brought it up to you, I mentioned Annihilation was on Netflix, um, but it was taken off pretty recently. Um, um, yeah, it's a little out there, but if, you know, if anyone has a Paramount Plus subscription, um, that's where it's you, also on TV. it will be, it is probably on TV somewhere. Um, no, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube TV. TV, gotcha. I, I do not do a lot of, uh, like cable kind of stuff. So I, I but yeah, um, that and YouTube TV and Paramount Plus, so definitely check it out. Um, it's the perfect time. It is, you know, horror month, October. Um, yes, um, so everyone go watch Annihilation. Um, I hope you guys, I hope whoever watches it were just as scared as me. Um, you know, it's pretty fun. And, um, tune in next week for our second, uh, horror entry into the podcast. <laughs>